This is Adventure Nannies On Air. Hi, Brandy. How's it going? Good. How are you doing, Shenandoah? I'm good. I'm excited to hear about the conversation you had this week that's all about one of my favorite topics, which, for better or for worse, is the side hustle. The side hustle for nannies. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why this is funny for us right now, but we're laughing. Yeah, it is actually a really cool topic because almost all of our nannies have a side hustle which makes them unique, well-rounded individuals. I had a side hustle as a nanny. It was called Adventure Nannies. (laughs) (laughs) I had a side hustle when you hired me to run Adventure Nannies, which was building out a condemned building to turn into a screen printing shop and DIY venue in Seattle. Yeah. Which I think you helped build on like a 20-foot ladder with a paint suit (laughs) and mask. Yeah. I remember cleaning out a bunch of uh, screen printing equipment that you guys got from like a an auction of storage units. Is that right? Yep. Storage wars. Yeah. So you guys, <laughs> we've seen it all. Yeah. And I thought, who better to talk to about mastering your side hustle than Keith Roberts, who helped me master my side hustle, which was Adventure Nannies. Keith, as we'll say in the intro again, when I when I'm talking to him, he is the he was the president of EO, which is an organization that Shenandoah now has been deeply involved with. You want to talk a little about EO real quick? Yeah, so EO stands for Entrepreneurs Organization, and it is a global network of business owners and founders who are all trying to learn and grow from each other in peer-based and expert teaching sessions on how to be a better business leader and a better boss and a better entrepreneur and a better member of your own family and just a better global citizen and human. And it's the best. It's changed my life. And it's really changed my life. It's changed Adventure Nannies and it's made Mm -hmm. my life a lot less stressful because Adventure Nannies has run way more smoothly since then. But yeah, I just wanted Keith to kind of offer us the same advice, offer our listeners the same advice he had given me when we were starting out. And some of it's really basic, like landing page 101 for your website, because your website is how everybody finds you these days. And then a lot of it is that deeper... EO stuff like finding your why and sticking with it and for us I just remember him helping we what we did this exercise you might remember where we defined our anti-client and that Mm -hmm. helped us so much kind of pinpoint our mission and who we were working with so enjoy hope you love it let us know if you have any questions or comments afterwards hey Keith how are you Great, Brandy. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so thrilled to have you, especially on this subject, which is mastering your side hustle. Keith, you were such a big part of me transitioning from having adventure nannies as my side hustle as a nanny. So I wanted to share with the rest of the nannies out there who have side hustles, especially since COVID hit. Yeah. (laughs) Now we've all had time to reflect on other things we'd like to be doing with our lives. But yeah, you were a huge mentor to me in making adventure nannies my whole job versus my side hustle. And while that might not be the goal for everyone's side hustle, I am so thrilled to speak with you about this. 
Thank you so much. And I think it's serendipitous because I'm transitioning from my hustle to my side hustle. So perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. It couldn't be better. So Keith, just as a little background for our listeners, you founded a company called Zenman that I used early on in our agency's development to make our website. And then since then, you kind of became our mentor. You helped me find my why. And really, you were a huge part in making Adventure Nanny seem a lot more established than it really was in the beginning. (laughs) And then, (laughs) thank you for that. And then you were the president of EO, which is Entrepreneurs Organization, which was another huge help for Adventure Nannies. And I highly recommend it as a resource for any budding entrepreneur out there. You were the president of Colorado's chapter from 2019 to 2020. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. And now you founded Oak Journal. Yeah, that was my my side hustle passion project turned into my my personal why and and really what what fuels me and gets me out of bed every morning. That is amazing and it has helped me so much also in terms of keeping my goals in line especially through COVID when there's been very little outside structure to our days <laughs> being in <laughs> lockdown. But yeah, since we don't have a ton of time to talk about this, we have a lot of nannies out there that have A multitude of side hustles from their photography businesses to maybe their the online presence for other brands. We have some like ski instructors, snowboard instructors, um, online, lots of online tutoring businesses popping up with our nannies. And so what where do where does one start in terms of mastering their side hustle? Well, the the first the most important step is the first step is getting started. I think that most so many amazing things don't get created, don't happen, don't come to fruition because we're afraid of failure. And I think the most important thing is is just getting started and look at any hiccups or failures or roadblocks as opportunities rather than, you know, reasons to just stop. So, uh, you know, somebody asked this question I was listening to an interview the other day about, uh, you know, an actor or musician. Wes is a great example, right? Like at what point do you, you give up and do you just call it and you're a failure? And there are so many people, I think about the actor that was in Breaking Bad, you know I mean? He didn't, Oh my gosh. Yeah. He didn't hit it until what he probably forties, fifties before he really, you know, came into his own. So I think as long as you're, as long as you get started, that's, that's the first step and the most important step. And then it's having focus um, not to answer without being asked a question, but you know, getting started is great, but having clarity of vision is going to make sure that you're you're doing things that are productive versus busy. Yeah, I see so many people that are, you know, they're they're constantly overwhelmed, but they're not making progress towards their vision. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I think one of the most useful tools, like that you just mentioned, that has helped me with your journal too, is I used to write on my to do list things like. Get your shit together. <laughs> what does that even mean, you know? And so I, yeah, I really like that advice. What would be a good second step for someone? Once you have this idea, where where to? Then it's setting goals. So what I like to do is, you know, think about if it's a big goal, right? Like say Adventure Nannies or something like that. Then I would actually look 10 years from now. If everything, you know, my dreams have come to to, to fruition, everything that I could have achieved beyond my wildest imagination has come true, I write that down um, and do a little bit of vision casting. And then to be intelligent about it, um, you know, I think the big difference between my methodology and something like The Secret is 
you got to do the work, right? You can't、mm. just hope that, hey, I have this really good idea and it's going to come to fruition magically in a short amount of time and I'm going to be Elon Musk or the next Jeff Bezos, right? That's not the case. You are going to have to bust your butt. To do extra work, to be willing to do the extra work, because as a side hustle, you just finished your nine to five, and now you've got to come home and have the energy and passion and, and you know, care enough about your side hustle to put in that second job.、Um, you know, that, that extra effort to get you to the place where it starts to become profitable.、Uh, Airbnb is a great example. You know, when the founders, Their goal for quitting their full time jobs、uh, was getting Airbnb to the point of, I think they called it ramen profitability. Like, we can live、mm. on top ramen with what our side <laughs> hustle generates, right?、Um, and then they were able to, to take that leap. But,、uh, you know, getting started and then clarity of vision and then, you know, clearly coming up with a roadmap as to how you're going to reach that goal. And then the last piece is the, the visualization, right? Like,、uh, what is it going to feel like? What's it going to look like when I achieve the end result? And then you know, I'm a big believer in, in the quantum field and you know, the law of abundance versus scarcity. What we put out in the world, we attract back to us. So, you know, having that abundance mindset and a clear Uh, picture in your mind and a feeling. What is it emotionally going to feel like when I achieve my goal? Is going to help you, one, stay motivated to do it, but also help bring that to fruition sooner. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm taking notes to remind myself to do these things again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and then one part that I had a really hard time translating was my idea, my vision, and this plan I had. And I would go from having like a handful of clients that I'd already known that were just friends of friends and then getting it out there to the rest of the world. I had a really hard time organizing my vision onto a platform that others could see, aka,、mm. in our case, our website. <laughs> and I think in a lot of people's cases, their website. What can you, and you, you guys were a huge help in kind of walking us through our process and. Defining our why and our client, and then even more importantly, our anti client,、mm -hmm. and then kind of designing something for that. Can you walk me through that process? Yeah, absolutely.、Um, I think you know, the biggest mistake that most people or brands or products or services make is they are braggadocious. They just talk about this is how awesome we are. How can you not buy our product? Hey, here's how amazing I am and all of the cool things that I've accomplished. I don't give Two shits. I care about my problem and how you're going to solve it. So, you know, Adventure Nannies is a great example. You know, we lead with this really adorable video of a toddler or baby eating dirt out of a plant, right? It's something、yeah. that、uh, they resonate like they are, that's me. You know, I am this person. I've got my baby eating dirt. Oh my gosh. Life is messy. Yeah. Yeah. We, we identify with the problem, but also we, we pull at your heartstrings, right? Because we understand that target persona. We understand who the people that you want to work with are. And then we take them through their buyer's journey. You know, there, there's so many great tools. And you mentioned that that's a roadblock for a lot of people. And, you know, we, we did the site years and years and years ago. And even with, you know, really giving you the friends and family deal, it was, it was not an inexpensive project. Now, there are some tools like Squarespace or Wix or、uh, you know, all of these WYSIWYG builders that allow you to do a lot of what,、um, what we did for you yourself. But the biggest 
hurdle that people that are doing the DIY face is understanding how what the buyer's journey is. You know, how yeah. do I convert them? How do we we hook them and then get them wherever they are in that buyer's journey to engage with us? And you know, my my belief is it's it's through giving through whatever you do uh, exactly i mean you're right now you're giving to the nannies right you're giving to the people that make up the, the awesome workforce um you are creating content that's going to help them eventually grow into the next thing whatever your business is if you give selflessly people are going to naturally resonate to you mm. i love that yeah Part of why I asked you that question, too, is just knowing what our first version of our website looked like. And I thought I had clearly explained our purpose. And I'd also missed the step of kind of looking at where I wanted to be in 10 years before we spoke and just said, like, exactly what you mentioned. This is how awesome we are, blah, 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 blah. And then instead, we designed this platform for the clients we wanted to have, not the clients we presently had and did that. And then I've just been scrolling through some of our nanny's side hustle projects and noticing small little easy fixes that they could do like there's no calls to action on their website or mm-hmm. once you get onto the about me part it's just braggadocious and then there's nowhere to click or if there is a phone number when you touch the phone number it doesn't call <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> just little things like that can you can you kind of run through a list of maybe just the top five tiny, easily fixable things that someone can do to beef up their website that they wouldn't need a, a full service website design agency. agency for? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you, you hit the most important one, and that is clear calls to action, right? So no matter where I am on the website, make it easy for me to execute my purchase. Reduce as much friction as possible. Um, A good example, right, when we first started working with Wes, the old website, I think there were like seven clicks and new tabs that you went through if you were like purchasing a T-shirt or something. Oh, my gosh, like get the friction out of there. You know, I love the fact that now there's so much trust, you know, versus 20 years ago with the with the web. I love the fact that if you know my phone number, I can just hit the Apple Pay and it's going to use the card. That's my preferred method of, of purchasing. It's going to send it to my address like you've taken all the friction out. So now those impulse buys kind of like the, you know, the CarMax and the, the Twix bar at the checkout counter. Right. The, mm-hmm. the last point of sale. How do we make that as easy as possible? And then if you have complementary products and services, you know, how do we increase your your product, um, your cart value? So first, clear calls to action. Secondly, there's some real basic things you can do to optimize the site for SEO. SEO is a long term play. Um, you know, search engine optimization is trying to get your website to show up when people are searching for your product or service. And there are a lot of companies out there that are going to tell you, we've got the secret sauce and all of these things that we do. There are two kinds of SEO. There's white hat and black hat. White hat is you create really awesome content and people find you from that. And then black or gray hat is, you know, networks, backlinks, and it's things that are really malicious and you don't want to get into that. So what I recommend everybody does that you can do is create content and research before you hit record. So if you're, um, you know, let's take Adventure Nannies, for example, if you're looking for the content create, you know, uh, I would type into the Google machine, you know, uh, a, a search about finding a nanny 
and then let Google autofill the result. And that's telling you what people are searching for. And then create content that aligns with what your customers are searching for. So it is totally possible to do SEO on your own, but you have to understand that that content roadmap, right? You can't just create content that you think uh, people are going to want. Actually do the research so you know what people are going to want. And then use a tool, like if you've got a WordPress site and you install Yoast or any of the other plugins, they have um, green light, yellow light, red light if the page is optimized based on the keywords. And there are free tools for that. Another one that people totally get ripped off for is localized search. So uh, to show up in like the Google Maps, there are tools like SEMrush and others that manage your NAP. That stands for name, address, and phone number. And to show up in that Google Places, right, the map, it's having your NAP, name, address, place, consistent across all of the indexes that matter on the web. And rather than doing that manually, you can pay a service like SEMrush or a few other ones to just do that for you. It's like 20 bucks a month. Uh, SEO company will probably charge 500 bucks a month for just that service. It's a one-time thing and they leave it set up. So what are the things that you can DIY? Now, flip side of that, if you're getting into paid advertising, that's where I would really advocate that it makes sense for you know, having an expert because Google, Facebook, they want to spend your money as fast as possible and you want to be as targeted as possible. And so really intentional with doing experiments to make sure you're getting the conversion that you want. And many people jump right into the paid before they've actually figured out what they're going to drive you to, right? So having your website, all of the other stuff we talked about, reducing friction, increasing conversion, you know, um, making sure everything's clear, not being braggadocious, understanding your, your target audience and speaking to them, um, and then just being a resource. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. That's great advice. No, that's super great advice. And I actually wrote that I wrote SEM rush down because I don't think we use anything like that. So you're helping adventure nannies right now. too. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and so I guess I want to backtrack since we just have a few more minutes to the hardest part of this process, like you mentioned, which was starting. I think defining your why sounds so liberating and easy, but it's for me, that was one of the hardest things that I had to do with adventure nannies. And I was browsing through your website. I'm super excited about this new version of your journal coming out too, by the way. And I saw you had a new page on it that mentioned a concept called Ikigai. Mm. Can you explain that to me a little bit? Yeah, it's one of my favorite words. Ikigai is a Japanese concept. Uh, It roughly translates to life's purpose. The best analogy or example is the the small island of Okinawa. Um, Okinawa, most of us think of like Karate Kid, Daniel-san, bonsai trees. But what (laughs) is really amazing about Okinawa is they have the highest concentration, highest density of centurions, people that live to be over 100 years old. And they attribute that to that term, Ikigai. Because people find their life's purpose, they never retire and they continue to do something that is rewarding and fulfilling and they live a longer life. You know, a lot of us, when you, when you retire and you have nothing to do, people just sort of stop doing and they, life ends. Um, your ikigai is at the center of four things. It is what you are good at, what you love, what the world needs, and what you can be paid for. And, you know, when you find your ikigai, um, it's a challenging thing to do. And I think the easiest question to ask yourself is, 
if I didn't have, uh, if I didn't need money, how would I spend my time? You know, if you truly have a passion and something that's rewarding, the money will come, right? Uh, it's just a matter of, of truly being dedicated and giving it your all. No, that's such a cool thing to have in your journal too, in terms of biting, like taking these little bite-sized goals and accomplishing them. Because I know throughout the journey, the eight-year journey that has been Adventure Nannies thus far, I have lost my icky guy a couple times. And that's usually when our business goes into crisis <laughs> and then kind of refound it, which is great, which I think we're doing now through these podcasts. So that is a really huge concept to keep in mind. And I love that. And I think that can be a really common problem for an entrepreneur to start. And I loved adventure nannies. I loved being a nanny. And then I lost my why after starting it. And then you realize all the legality, the legal issues, and then <laughs> all the drama that can that you can imagine that can come up with families and letting people down occasionally and things like that can be hard to keep your focus. Because like you said, too, being an entrepreneur is a little bit of a war of attrition. It's definitely a word Wes uses when he talks about, you know, mastering his side hustle, which was his main job was working at a restaurant and his side hustle was a musician. So <laughs> you just got to keep plugging away. Well, before we sign off, I just wanted I, I keep bringing up Oak Journal. Keith did not pay to be part of this <laughs> podcast or ask me to plug it. It's just one of those products that I've found in over the holidays. I bought so many copies of your journal and the then sent them to friends of mine, especially entrepreneurs, because I maybe it's because I'm an Enneagram seven or a Gemini or just a new mom. I am so scattered and I can have these huge ideas. So I would love if you explained exactly what Oak Journal does for our listeners. And then at the end of this, we're definitely going to have a link to your journals for our nannies, because I cannot think of a more useful tool for me. And this is like, I'm just being completely honest, <laughs> not a oh, paid maybe. sponsorship. It's just <laughs> the best thing I've used. So please, can you share with our listeners what the Oak Journal does, yeah. taking your goals and turning them into fruition? Absolutely. And thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's It's been my passion for the last five years. Um, it, you know, really distills down all of the tools that I've used over the 24 years of being an entrepreneur, the 30 years of, of being a Buddhist uh, and, and seeking enlightenment and mindfulness. And then it really was inspired. Um, five years ago, I did a program at MIT called the Entrepreneur Master's Program. And they taught us these amazing techniques and what really resonated with me was as we left the the final day of the first year our facilitator said hey you know most of you are going to do nothing with everything you learned maybe you know 10% of you will apply a few of these things but he recommended that we spend a day and really figure out the things that will have the most impact the tools that we learned and immediately figure out a way to apply those so I went through all of my notes, all the learnings, and I started creating this journal. I became obsessed, and I started doing bullet journals, handwritten versions of these, testing all different techniques, tools. I love, you know, stealing fire, tools of titans. What are the, the habits and the rituals that the highest performing, most creative, and happiest people consistently practice, like meditation, gratitude, clarity of vision? And then I just kept tweaking it and tweaking it and tweaking it into this tool. And actually, I gave it, uh, I published a small run, and I gave it as gifts to my class. Uh, there's 70 entrepreneurs from around the world when we graduated. 
and that just snowballed. They gave it as gifts to different people. Later that year, I ended up getting invited to travel around Asia and speak to different entrepreneurs about using this tool. And then it continued to evolve. Uh, I think the most impactful story, there's a woman that got it. Uh, and again, it was designed to be high-performing, you know, side hustle entrepreneur, but a woman, Jennifer, got her hands on it and the same tool helped her lose over a hundred pounds. Uh, she, wow. she found that every week when she was doing the retrospective, she was sad that there were things that her daughter wanted her to do that she wasn't physically able to do because of her, uh, her weight. And so she made, it changed her life. And she, she wrote me a beautiful letter saying that I, I redid my bucket list, uh, which is one of the tools in the journal because I can now do things that I never thought I'd physically be able to accomplish. And it's really cool to see how these, these tools, and that's, I guess that's why all of these people accomplish what they accomplish is they have these habits and practices. So uh, it's been really rewarding for me to, to just share this and um, so much so that I've actually, um, I'm in the process of selling the agency probably by the time this goes live to, to, to be try and I will no longer be the same man. Um, I'll just be the okay. So it's, it's been that wow. rewarding that I've abandoned the company that's been my entire adult life and, and identity, obviously. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you very much. That's huge. Yeah, I've used your Oak Journal before because just so the listeners know, they're only 90, it's a 90-day journal. So you use it for one goal after another. And I've used it just to improve my friendships, which is a weird goal to set, but it was really useful for that too. So thank you. That is so good to hear. And I think a good use of it because one of the uh, things that we advocate, you know, you set three goals in the beginning and a lot of people just set three business goals, but we really want you to set a career and then a personal and a relationship goal because as humans, we're, we're a three-legged stool. You know, in EO, you learn your, if your business is crushing, but your personal life is out of balance, eventually that the whole stool will become wobbly. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Been through that too. <laughs> no, yep. that's great. Well, thank you so much, Keith. It's such an honor to have you on here. And please let us know if you ever want to come back. This is just wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I would love to come back and uh, you have a wonderful day. You too. Take care, Keith. Thanks for listening. For more, visit us at adventurenannies.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. To send us love letters, questions, or ideas for future episodes, email us at podcast at adventurenannies.com. Bye!